0: everybody welcome to the soda pop podcast this is season three episode 19 and today we are sadly recording from from home so i'm not in our uh normal studio area i don't have a microphone or anything but uh yeah we got snowed in so what yep. else can we do? But, uh, today i have two really talented really cool uh guests with me i've got uh, Peyton Bruitt and Mackenzie Lockhart here. So if you guys want to say hi, welcome to the podcast. Hey. Hello. So uh, I want to start off by uh, asking each of you to tell, tell us about yourselves. Uh, where are you from? And um, also have either of you personally attended uh, UNA? Okay. Uh, hi,
1: I'm Mackenzie. I am um, originally from Muscle Shoals, Alabama. I grew up there um, and went to Muscle Shoals High School. My senior year of high school, I did take some classes at UNA, but I, other than that, was not a student at UNA.
2: Uh, Yeah, my name is Peyton Pruitt. I grew up over in Tuscumbia um, and kind of Florence, back and forth between those two, and uh, never went to UNA. But all my friends did. So I kind of feel like I did in some weird way. I was there a lot and uh, just kind of got to have the whole experience without having to take the classes. So I guess that's about as good as it gets.
0: That's almost the best way to do it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but um, I know both of you are mus- ugh, musicians. Um, you're both really talented at that. So um, uh, can we take a minute and you guys kind of Tell us about how you discovered music and what kind of drove you to get into being
2: musicians.
1: (laughs) Uh, I grew up around music lovers. My my parents exposed us to a lot of music when I was really young um, and grew up in church. So grew up around church music too. Um, But mostly we listened to like, mid to late nineties country music, which is the jam. Um, and that I think probably made me fall in love with music as a young child. Um, but I was always very shy. So it wasn't until I picked up guitar in like eighth grade that I started to come out of my shell a little bit and realize, Oh, like I can kind of sing and guitar, I think is fun. And, um, so I really started working hard at it
2: after that. Um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm the same way. I grew up around parents that loved music, but they didn't really play anything. Um, there were some family members of mine that played uh, like guitar and stuff. But uh, other than that, nobody really played much around me. So I grew up, my dad always listened to like classic rock and stuff on the radio. So I was exposed to that side of everything my mom always listened to just like top 40 radio. So there, you know, I was exposed to like pop stuff and, you know, late 90s, early 2000s pop and hip hop and everything from that to like the same as McKinsey, the early 2000s country kind of stuff. So I was kind of exposed to everything. And then I started playing guitar. Um, My dad bought me a guitar when I was nine or 10. And I tried to learn a little bit and just kind of gave up really quickly. And then when I was 12, when I got into the seventh grade, I met a dude that played guitar and uh, he was talking about how fun it was and and how good he was at it. And I was like, okay, I need to, I need to get in a little competition with this dude and start (laughs) learning guitar. So we started learning ACDC songs and showing them to each other. And and it's kind of went from there. I, I kept playing and he, Moved on to do other stuff, and I just kind of stuck with it. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we've both been playing since we were eleven or twelve, I guess. Been a long time.
0: Yeah. Uh, what all instruments can you guys play? Because I know I've seen I've seen you both play a plethora of instruments, especially you, and I know I saw a video just early view, earlier of you playing the banjo.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I love playing banjo. I've been trying to learn to play more stuff here while we're stuck inside. Um, Most of the stuff I play, I mean, just most stringed instruments, I play guitar, banjo, bass, um, all the different variations of of guitar and stuff and play a little bit of piano and and keyboards and synths and stuff and, um, you know, I do a lot of programming and all that stuff on Logic and GarageBand, but uh, I wish I could play drums, but I'm not really good at drums, so. I, I pretend like I can play drums if I'm ever around a drum set. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. I am just a guitar player, a lowly guitar player. I can like mess around on piano, but I definitely wouldn't call myself a piano player.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've seen you, I've seen the, the way you play guitar is very, very cool. Uh, I know you do a lot of like finger picking stuff, and that's kind of hard to do for me personally. <laughs> but um, I lean more towards playing, but
1: yeah,
0: I think uh, finger-picking sounds really cool, but um, yeah, so moving on into uh, another thing that you guys do, uh, we have a lot of listeners who, who know, either know you personally or know of you, uh, obviously because you guys are worship leaders at, at the Well Church, so uh, tell us a little bit about that, how did you come to, to be part of part of the well um and basically how that that puts itself into your life
2: um i guess i'd go first since i came into the well a little bit before mckenzie did uh a friend of mine that i played music with uh i still play music with phil the guitar player in my band he I met him in like 2011 or 12, whenever he moved up here to go to UNA. And, uh, he was talking about this thing that he goes, that he went to called the whale. And I was like, this is weird. Like what, what is it? It was like a church thing or what? And he's like, yeah, it's, it's a church thing. And I was like, okay. So I went and I was like, I didn't know what it was going to be because I thought it was the whale, like <laughs> W H A L E. Like, what 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 kind of weird thing is this is this is this oceanic themed or something like i don't know so i went uh went to that met some friends there started playing uh acoustic guitar in the worship band there just because i was i was playing there at bcm just like different college ministry stuff around una at that time and uh ended up playing electric there just kind of joining joining in with the worship band and stuff. This guy named Jake Russell was leading there. And uh, I just would kind of move around in the worship band. Then when Jake left, uh, I kind of moved up and became the, the lead guy there for a bit. And then I moved to Nashville when McKenzie moved to Nashville and was kind of away for like a year or so. And then came back and since 2015, like, fall semester of 2015, I've been, like, to worship leader there. So, yeah, that's, that's the short version of the story there. And you can tell how you got involved.
1: Yeah, I um, grew up in church. Uh, my parents are awesome and never had to force me. I really liked going to church. Um, so that was always, has always been a priority for me. Uh, is being involved and then when I started playing music that just came became another way uh, for me to serve the local church and uh like paint said we I had like worked in several churches in some capacity whether volunteer intern or on staff um both in student ministry departments and with worship teams and then I spent a summer traveling leading worship for a student ministry um, that started in, uh, Lifeway Christian Resources. And then when I moved to Nashville, I was going to work, um, as an intern for those ministries, um, and just to live in Nashville and see if I liked it. I didn't like it. <laughs> and so, uh, I wanted to move back home. And, um, around that time, like Peyton said, I guess we went back in like 2014 and, um, the well he had always been involved. I had filled in uh, to lead worship a couple of times, but wasn't super connected. And then got to know Alan Tate, the pastor there. And uh, he just really encouraged me a lot and invested a lot of my life, really cared about where I was at um, spiritually, emotionally, and musically, which is a big deal. And uh, he, you know, they were getting ready to launch as like their own church campus, and so I then Peyton and I got married in 2016, and so um, around the time that we moved back and started talking about marriage, they were launching as a church, and it was natural for me to become a member and and kind of help um, get the church campus off the ground, and then we just never stopped because we love it.
2: <laughs> yeah, we just kind of we love it because Alan, the the pastor, he's a, he understands that we're both like musicians outside of church. And and this is just the way that we serve our church. And I'm on staff there, um, as a worship leader, but I don't think I could do that at, at any other churches really, or under many other pastors, you know, Alan, Alan is just pretty, uh, generous and pretty lenient in, what he lets us do with the the songs and stuff there.
1: Um, I think I, he teaches us well and trusts us.
2: Yeah. He's, he's very trusting. Yeah. I don't mean he'll just let us go play <laughs> any, any stupid song we want, but yeah,
1: he like recognizes our strengths too. Um, and some of our strengths that are good for the church aren't necessarily like what you in like a worship service, especially in the South, what you would, typically like see, so Right. I feel like I, this is the first church I've been at where I can kind of be myself um, really in leading worship. And I really have spent so much time being in charge on a worship team. It's really nice to just show up and volunteer and do the thing. And he's the one that picks the songs and leads the band and all that stuff. It's really nice.
2: Yeah, I guess that's the, the main thing um, that is kind of, <laughs> made the Well Church different for us. Um, Alan is just kind of, he lets us be free to do the things that we're really good at Mm -hmm. um, in this specific area of of leading worship and stuff. Because I grew up Church of Christ and not really, I didn't really know anything about music in church. So I have this whole other factor of of music outside of the church that's kind of blended in with leading worship and stuff. So it's a little bit different, but um, thankfully, Alan's cool with that, and, um, and he he lets us be different.
0: yeah Yeah, I re- I really like that too because uh, the services that I that I've gone to that obviously you guys have played at have been a, a good deal different of of what I grew up on. Um, I grew up going to like several different denominations and everything, but uh, one thing that was very similar with all of the ones that I went to is you know. We all would sing you know the music out of the the hymn books yeah um and personally i i like like contemporary type music a lot better which is obviously i'm younger so obviously but yeah, yeah. but um i i like that that alan who's a great guy by the way uh if yeah. you haven't met alan you need to meet alan he's great yeah. go to the well meet alan but um <laughs> uh, but he, he kind of lets you have that that he has that trust in you to be able to do that because that, that makes the experience a lot better. Um, and something I'm going to kind of shift to my next topic. Uh, uh, I'm glad you mentioned, uh, your bands earlier, um, uh, at the beginning of that question. Uh, yeah. I wanted to, can you guys touch upon like the different projects that you have? Cause I know Peyton, you have a band. I know Mackenzie, you've done uh, solo stuff as well. Can you guys kind of touch on that and kind of tell us about what all you've done? You got it. Me? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, so in 2019, I did a tour to New York and back, and I played 10 shows in 11 days. And the one day that didn't have a show, I did uh, least of all straight-to-vinyl recording session. And it was exhausting, and I lost money. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not too old to pursue music, but I'm. I feel like I don't really want to do it this way. Um, And so after that, I kind of gave myself the at least mental freedom of I'm working the best job I've ever had at Rivertown. I work in the kitchen at Rivertown. I love it so much. And so I have a job that like helps provide for us and um, I don't have to travel and I can just make music like the way that I want to and not necessarily put pressure on myself for it to like have a million streams and get playlisted. Because that is actual rocket science <laughs> in in this day and age. Um, so props to people like him, um, like many, many people who are like really giving it a go in the internet age. It's a very difficult, it's a different day. It's difficult and easier and at the same time. <laughs> It's easy, more access, but yeah. That
2: means it's way more saturated,
1: yes, exactly. So, all that to say, um, I did write like a handful of songs, um, that I had not recorded that I really wanted to, and um, so I decided I wanted to make a record, but just because I wanted to make records because I want to make music I like and I want other people to hear it and hopefully I like it too. Um, but I didn't have money and so. <laughs> Uh, I was talking with uh, my producer one day and he's like I bet people who follow you on Instagram would would give you five bucks if you asked them and so um, I did I like posted hey I want to make a record Brendan wants to help me do it Uh, it's going to cost like $10,000 if anybody wants to bid me five bucks it'll help I think I had like $400 before I went to sleep that night. We flew to Colorado the next day. And by the time I got off the plane, it was like 1300, which was so crazy. Um, people were incredibly generous. Um, I was very scared of like the crowdfunding that everyone else does like Kickstarter and stuff. So I just asked for a little and people gave a little at a time, which turned into a lot. So I funded that in a year. Um, almost exactly a year uh, funded the $10,000 and we're hoping to to make a little more. But I'm writing, trying to finish up writing for that full length record. And I just finished um, recording a single that hopefully will come out March 12th <laughs> called Sleeping Mad. Um, I'm really excited about it. It's like the most excited I've been to release music ever. So I'm stoked.
2: And you were in a band too. Tell them about your band.
1: My band. Two or more. Oh, <laughs> I was not a, <laughs> a band. House Projects. House Projects. I was not a band. Not, not really. Me and two friends, there's a ministry called Two or More. I actually don't even know if they still do it. Maybe they do. At Woodmont Baptist Church. Um, and a couple of friends and I led worship there as just like a three-piece Mostly like harmony thing, and so I wrote songs for the church, which is the only time I've ever done that because it's really hard. Uh, and we released that forever ago, so yep. thanks for bringing that up.
2: You're welcome. <laughs> I'm gonna bring up all my stupid past project. Uh, that one's not a stupid one, that's way better than my past project. Uh, so I was in a band back 10 years ago, my first like real band was this band called Dagger city and it's just like trashy eighties glam rock band pretty much. Um, and that's the first band where I like traveled and played some shows. We didn't travel much. We played, we, you know, went to three places all inside the state of Alabama. So, uh, when I started doing that, I was like, this is pretty awesome. You know, this is what I want to be doing, playing and traveling and playing shows. So, um, after that band ended, I met Phil, our guitar player in Carver Commodore, and we started a band called The Bear and the Bride, which was a little more folk rocky, Americana kind of stuff. This was in like 2012, 13, um, when Monfred and Sons and bands like that were huge. So we were kind of trying to cash in on that whole vibe, and uh, it it was never really natural because that's not what that's not the kind of music that I like need to be making because I'm, I want to play super loud and play some energetic stuff, you know? So after that band ended, um, we all moved to Nashville. We moved to Nashville. The rest of the band, uh, people in that band were down here. And then when I moved back from Nashville, they all moved up there except for me and Phillip. So it was just kind of like a natural, like, parting ways and stuff. So that band ended and then me and Phil decided to start a band that like we've always wanted to start the kind of band that we we'd always wanted to start, which is like a, a rock and roll band. So in 2016, uh, we got a couple of dudes on bass and drums and recorded some songs. Um, the only one that's still around now is a song called Stars and Galaxies. So we recorded that in 2016, released it then. And uh, we just started playing shows and and doing some small tours and weekend runs and stuff. And then um, those guys ended up, one of them went to nursing school and one of them joined the Navy. So we just kind of split ways with them. And then we had a few guys that would come in, fill in on bass and drums. Um, And then I started playing with this other band called More Than This, uh, which I still play with. But they uh, are kind of like Indie pop, they, they do worship stuff too. So it's kind of this weird uh, combination of stuff. But um, this guy, Noah, plays drums for them. And this guy, Daniel, plays bass for them. So we kind of got them to fill in on some shows. And then they both became members in of Carver Commodore in like 2018. And then uh, we made our first record. Um, me... And Noah and and Phil recorded that first record, and then Daniel kind of uh, was our touring basis for a little while, and uh, then we released that record called "Tell Me What You Want" in October of 2019, and uh, we were doing some pretty heavy touring for us. You know, it was like 60 shows a year, or something like that. It's a lot um, for a DIY. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're doing long runs up to new york chicago out to dallas whatever you know those kind of runs like 10 days two weeks or whatever and so like mckenzie was talking about she did that that run and and it was exhausting and she lost money and she hated it and she decided like i'm don't want to do this so on our first run up to new york and back it was exhausting and our van like the battery died twice and we lost money and as exact and 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 i was like I got to keep doing this. This is so fun. (laughs) So, uh, from there, we just kept, kept playing shows, kept coming up with new music, um, released the album in October of 2019. As I said, uh, played some, played an audio tree session that day, which was really cool. Uh, we did this thing with Taco Bell called feed the beat. We were like one of the artists on their roster and that was that day. So it was, it was an exciting like day to release our record and have all that that stuff happened. And then, um, we played for the rest of that year, took a couple months off, uh, at the beginning of 2020, we took January and February off cause we thought we would need a little bit of a break. And then in March, uh, we had like March, April, May, we had a lot of shows planned. Um, but then obviously in March COVID happened and it kind of knocked everybody's feet up from under them. And then we, uh, lost all those shows, and we ended up playing like five shows in 2020. But in March, like after all the shows got canceled, I was like bored out of my mind. Like I'm, I'm at home. I was mentally prepared to go out and like play some shows, do the, the tour thing, um, and keep promoting this album just release a few ago. But that yeah, so I was like. I yeah, I've got new songs written. Let's just go and start working on those. So we went into the studio in March, in March of 2020, um, recorded five songs. Then we went back in May, put five more songs, and then just kept going back through through that whole year, um, through all of last year. Finished. We recorded like 17 songs over the year. Finished those in uh, December of last year. So now we're in the process of mixing and mastering those songs and we'll probably release those as an album or as an album and an ep kind of split or something we're still figuring it out but we're kind of moving on into the next uh album cycle you know we didn't we didn't think that we would only be able to tour on our first record for like a month and a half but you know that's just how it worked out so we're hoping to just Keep moving forward because that's all we can do at this point. Um, that's the only thing that feels natural.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the the audio tree session. Uh, when I saw that you guys did that, I was actually really excited about it uh, because you know it just kind of shows how, like like you said, you 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 got tired and exhausted after that first you know tour that you guys did, but you kept going at it and. Um, I think it's a good thing to show because, you know, you kept going. You got an audio tree session out of it. like Bands bands like the band Camino and like Pine Grove have done uh, audio tree sessions and they took off right after they did it. And, you know. Yeah, You guys kind of had an issue with that just because COVID hit. And kind of took out the music industry for a little bit. But (laughs) it's coming and it shows that if you don't give up, you know, you can make it so
2: yeah man I hope so it it was it was a devastating blow in some ways to like have all this momentum built up like I don't know why we took two months off we shouldn't have done that but have it all built up and then COVID hit and it's just all gone you know but the only way we can keep momentum going and the only way that we can you know hopefully keep growing after COVID or whenever we start playing shows on a regular basis again um, was just to keep making more music. And that's what we decided to do.
0: Mm -hmm. And uh, while we're on that topic, do, do you guys have any advice uh, for young musicians who are looking to jump into the world and do what you guys have done? uh, Whether it be like with McKinsey and, trying to find your own way to make music and not going the mainstream route with all the touring and everything, whether it be like, like a rock band like you, Peyton, do you guys have any advice for people who are looking to to kind of hop into the industry, obviously after, after COVID goes away? Go
1: for it. My advice would be way different. Uh, <laughs> I think like one of the nicest things anyone's ever done and I hope he listens to this. Alex Witzcheck. Uh, he and I were talking one night about touring or something. And he was like, I told him, like, I just want to do it enough to know if I like it or not. And he was like, it's okay if you hate it. <laughs> and that was so, so, just the permission to, like, not enjoy that was nice because a lot of really well-meaning people around me are like you have to give it a shot you have to do everything you can to make this happen and it was just really nice for someone like him who has experienced long tours in a car with one other person doing tour managing because it's a lot different like Peyton travels with three of his best friends I'm almost always by myself and I'm an introvert but that gets really lonely really sad and we don't have money for like a hotel or whatever you also have nowhere to go so I literally like went to the movies by myself which is losing more money take naps in my which is terrifying for a woman by herself just stuff like that that made it not great um and so it made it Kind of gave me the permission to be like, "Ah, if it ever makes sense for me to tour, if I ever get offered an opening slot and have a guarantee uh, every night that I go and play so that I can afford to not lose my mind um, while I'm on the road, like, maybe I'll consider that. Um, Because it's not necessarily that I don't believe in myself or, or whatever. I just didn't like it. And that's okay. (laughs) I didn't like doing it in that particular way that, which is the way that people have to do it right now. Um, Like creating a ton of content. I, it's just not enjoyable for me. Um, And that matters like touring a lot, not enjoyable for me. It matters like what mentally is healthy for you and What you love, and I genuinely love going to the kitchen at 5 a.m., making muffins, and then continuing to check things off of a prep list and being able to serve food to people that makes them feel good in the moment. Like that's so fun to me. And then I still get to do music, I'm just way less stressed out about it because I can go plan a weekend run of shows that I know people show up to because I've been to these cities before. And I can still go up to Nashville and record and and send my songs to Chris Bethay to mix and master and like still work with people I like him that I admire. Um, it just is like way less pressure. So um, you don't have to do it just because people tell you you should uh, do, do what is healthy for you and the choices that we have made to not live in Nashville um to not have debt which neither one of us have a four year degree is a degree from Northwest Shoals but there are like little sacrifices we made in life that help us be able to to make those choices and um and do what we do. So
2: yeah. I think
1: just yeah.
2: The last part is a a big part of it for both of us is just choosing to live here, choosing you know, what we spend our money on, um, how we spend our our money on, on like a place where it's affordable to live, you know, yeah. is, a, is a big reason that we get to do this. But um, as far as advice goes, I mean, I would just I would just tell people to do it as, as soon as they can, you know, to stop. And don't even wait till COVID is over because, you know, we've been waiting a year for COVID to be over and it's not. Yeah. So. Um, just start doing it as soon as you can do it safely as far as social distancing and all that stuff goes. But like for me making music with my best friends, like she said, is like the best part of it because there's, there's plenty of opportunity for you to go out there and get like road guys from Nashville who are like, charge a day rate and like mm-hmm. play the so- play the songs and they know the songs and it's sounds fine and all that stuff like I've done that I've played for artists like that and it's not that enjoyable you're just there with these people that you don't know and you're just doing a a, a job you know you so you
1: can make a living doing
2: it. You can make a living yeah so um I don't know I I wouldn't want to do it that way some people do yeah. that's great but anyways go out and make music with your friends as soon as possible. Um, I really wish I would have waited or that I wouldn't have waited, um, to do Carver Commodore, you know, to do the, the kind of band that I really wanted to do. I think I waited a few years too long to do it. So that would be my advice. Just, just do it now, you know, go ahead and make it happen.
1: I will also say, um, for people like him who are, Want to make it their career. Like, he works at it every single day. Like, we're snowed in and we had to bun and slid down big hills this morning. But right before we sat down to do this, he's like, I'm going to spend the rest of the day working on music stuff. And he will he'll go sit in our music room and he'll work on it all day. And he does all of their graphics and stuff he does graphics for other artists people don't even know that he does that He's so good he just works really really freaking hard and there I my passions and desires are relational and so the things I want to spend time on are serving my church cook people and spending time in our community if your passion is music it is really hard work um, and I can attest that, that he does it. Um, so don't think that it won't take blood, sweat, tears. Cause it does.
2: Yeah. And also like, don't think that for some people, <laughs> uh, this is, this is a weird thing to say, but there are definitely going to be times where you look at people and it seems like yeah. they're not doing anything to get all the, the recognition that they get and all the stuff that they're, you know, that they're getting, but Mm -hmm. somebody's doing the work, whether it's them or somebody they're paying to do the work. You know,
1: I remember talking to John Paul white when I was in high school, um, right before, I guess it was right around the time the civil wars were on Leno when they like really took off and he was like, people keep commenting like overnight (laughs) success. He's like 25 years overnight. Like I've been working my butt off (laughs) my whole life. Uh, and it's very true, like, just because it looks like, like you said, just because it looks like an overnight success, someone doing the work. So.
2: Yeah. Well, that's the mangled mess advice. But. <laughs> no, it's,
0: it's, it's great advice. Um, I definitely learned a little bit of what I could do if, if I look to take my career in that direction you know out of from behind the scenes because i'm a, I'm an entertainment industry major so by the way i can tell alex to watch this or listen to this there you
1: go
0: <laughs> i have this class i also have chris's class so i can talk awesome. about
1: oh <laughs> they're great
0: but um yeah that, that was really good advice especially um from you know people who have done it you both have different experiences with it and you have two sides of advice that you could take and whichever one fits with you take it like yeah. There's no reason not to, you know, if it's your passion, go for it. Um, but we just looked into two different ways that you can do it. Yep. Either way, um my last question um moves a little bit out of music. So obviously, you two you two are married. Um, and my my co host Tyler uh wanted to know because these are his questions that he wrote. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he said, um he wanted to know, do you guys have any advice for uh, young couples? You know, because you guys are obviously you're married, you're happy, you're making a life together. You have. Sure you gonna
1: call us young? That would have been really nice.
0: Guys <laughs> are <our> young, obviously. I <laughs> mean, look at you—you're both pretty young. Both, <laughs> like me and Peyton, very similar. Look at the hair—we got the hair. There you <laughs> go. That's it. And the same look. But yeah, Do you guys have any advice for, for couples who who are looking to make it through life together?
2: No.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a different for everybody.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, it's the same as music stuff. I mean, in a way, I didn't really say this in the music stuff, but don't spend all your time comparing yourself to other people. Or yeah. You will just drive yourself insane.
1: Yeah, and as cheesy as it sounds communication is key you have to talk to each other even when it sucks
2: yeah um being abandoned being married are pretty similar you gotta work really hard not compare yourself (laughs) and communicate
1: yeah i mean honestly though on a practical level going into marriage with zero debt was awesome because we were super poor
2: (laughs) pretty
1: great i did tell somebody the other day when i like look back at our this sounds so such an old person thing to say but when i look at our like tax returns from previous years specifically from the first year we were married i don't know how we survived so this was like
2: three years ago too so it's not like it was that long ago it,
1: but it's like a big difference we we make more money now and i don't know we're how rich. we we're not rich but we were really poor when we got married, yeah. so you would you would be surprised at what you're able to accomplish with very little,
2: too. Yeah, I don't know if that's helpful advice.
1: Yeah, I but don't know. that's all
2: we got. That's all we got. Well, that'll help. That'll help somebody. I mean, it's always <laughs> helpful somebody. Maybe it'll help Tyler. <laughs>
0: but uh i definitely i want to thank you guys for coming and being a part of this uh we've had you guys on our radar for the past year now so i'm glad we actually got to come and, and do this episode uh i know um my my boss monica is very happy about this she loves you guys she's, yeah, so nice. she's super nice but um i want to give you guys a chance you know you can plug your your social medias your your projects social medias any social media you want to plug you guys can go ahead and plug those now if you'd like
1: (laughs) okay uh i am really bad at twitter so don't follow me on twitter but uh instagram is at Mackenzie lockhart if you still want to give to my record we're shooting for the stars with some of some of the production so my Venmo is the same as my Instagram and you're welcome to give to my project. I appreciate it, but no pressure. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I'm on Spotify and all that stuff too. So At
2: Mackenzie Lockhart on yeah, everything. I think so. Mine is uh, at Carver Commodore on everything. That is not at Coven Commander. It's not <laughs> at Command Commode. Nobody can ever get our name right. Because we chose a stupid name, but uh, at Carver Commodore, like Carver, like a butcher, and Commodore, like the band. That's on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Venmo, uh, Twitch, maybe, YouTube, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, go follow them on, on all social medias. I know Mackenzie said she's bad at bad at Twitter, but still go go give her the support, go follow her, uh, donate uh, donate to her Venmo so she can she can shoot for the stars with her production for her record. There you there. go. Um, but also make sure you follow us on social media if you don't. It's soda pop podcast on everything I think, but you'll find it. It's the the our profile pictures are always the the bottle cap logos, so. Uh, you guys do that. Um, follow the School of the Arts as well. I know I don't normally plug them, but go ahead and follow them. Cool. Uh, we wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for them. We so were tough. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you again, Peyton McKenzie, for being here. Uh, that's all we have for this episode. And we'll see you guys next week or whenever I can release more episodes because I can't get to the office right now. But uh, <laughs> that's all we have for you. <laughs>
2: this time so see you guys next time all right hi thanks for having us mark hey guys make sure to check out all of our social medias feel free to send us your feedback at arts at una.edu or through the dms of any of our social media we hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you in the future
1: this podcast has been brought to you by una school of the arts executive producer is mark gallegos co-produced by selena fugate and tyler hankins special thanks to dr terrence brown and the entire soda staff